What's up, everybody? This is Cam, and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a College Grad. Again, the sole purpose of this podcast is to sit down with recent grads and just figure out how they're navigating this transition time between professional life. So today, I have one of my dear friends, Lauren Major, here to talk about uh, the job search, right? we That's definitely... uh, a stressful topic for a lot of people. So <laughs> we are going to talk about it for a little bit. So Lauren, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing well, doing well. So just so everybody knows a little about bit a little bit about Lauren is that she was a 2019 grad from the University of Virginia and she majored in global public health and a minor in bioethics. I, yes. Yes, I, I, I that was really cool. <laughs> like I definitely <laughs> and definitely needed at a time like this when we're dealing with what we're dealing with. So yes, a to, literal <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> shout out to you for being a fortune teller um, and seeing the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so just off the bat some general reflections that you had on your job search process after, you know, we graduated from college. Yeah. So I think that, well, I should say like, first things first, applying and finding a job is hard. Mm. It, it (laughs) seems easy. Like the concept of, Oh, I put an application because I have all the requirements and then they reach back to me. Then I do an interview and I'm a personable person. So of course they're going to like me. And then you get a job. And so I feel like, especially going to a school that people give a lot of praise because of its pedigree or, um, or it's like notoriety, like you think that it would be so easy to get a job. Um, especially in like, a, I would say like a top five field healthcare, um, especially in the last five to six years has been one of the top industries in the country. So I graduated thinking, this will be easy. And it was not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to say, like, you know, to sum it up, um, I think there's a lot more. How would I say this? There's a lot more intricacies in applying for a job than just having the requirements and filling out an application that I either didn't know before going in or I hadn't fine-tuned before starting to apply. So I got a lot of rejections, a lot of non-responses. Like, it was very, very hard. Yeah. (laughs) You you hit the nail on the head, I think. For me, I went into it and I said, okay, you know, I I have to apply, right? I know a job isn't going to, you know, roll... It like you know come out of nowhere and just like be at my feet and I don't have to work for it right you know I never had yeah but I did definitely felt like it would be a little bit easier (laughs) than what it was it's just a little bit (laughs) and I'm like so uh, it's my last year and like it's my last semester and well at the beginning of the year I'm just kind of like okay I gotta figure out a job gotta figure out a job gotta figure out what I want to do but then it's also just like figuring out what you want to do (laughs) right that's the that's the big question (laughs) that is the big question because it's like all right you have to understand and that's a hard thing too you have to understand that okay you know 
this may not be what I do for the rest of my life, but it is something that I want to feel like I went to college and got this degree for a reason, you know, like it was, right. worth, yeah. it was worth me, you know, going through all that I went through to get this job. So I want to make sure that there's something and also something where, you know, I can live, <laughs> I can afford to, <laughs> uh, I can just afford to maintain a certain lifestyle, uh, that I would like to obtain. So yeah, it just was, for me, it was, yeah, a lot of, a lot of rejections, a lot of, and I also got some, I got some offers for things, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely like a, okay, you know, going back to it, like, what do I really want to do? Right. Like, is this going to be something where, you know, I I'm going to be happy with doing. Right. And I think I, I found myself in the same spot, even the jobs that were getting back to me. Um, I found that I just wasn't satisfied with mm. the job requirements or I think from my initial application of like, this would be the ideal job for me. It's perfect. It pays what it needs to pay. It gives me my experience. I felt like, by the end of my job search, I was like grasping for straws. Um, <laughs> and so like an example, like I really wanted to be some type of healthcare consultant, which I didn't even know existed, but I was like, I know a little bit about healthcare. So like, that's when I'm a searching on LinkedIn and indeed, and I'm gonna just apply to those. And then I found myself like, I think at my lowest point of job searching, signing up for like secretarial or like receptionist type jobs, which are definitely needed. But I, I knew personally, like that's not the full extent of what I wanted to do and like how I wanted to use my degree that I paid an undisclosed amount of money for. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that whole journey of in between of like, okay, yeah, it's, it's a job, but is it what I want to do? Am I satisfied? Um, that's kind of what started a lot of conversations with my parents. Cause in the meantime, I was staying with my parents because, uh, schools kind of kick you out that lease ends and yeah. you gotta go home. Uh, so by then it was like, okay, Lauren, like we just need you to get a job. And then you're trying to tell them like, no, I don't want just a job. Like I want a job where I know I'll get meaning from it and experience and like um just like worthwhile like it's worth my time and I think uh that was like a big thing that I had to let them know that I'm not budging on the happiness factor I I would say like how I like to call it but I feel like everyone calls it that um because my parents they're both like very technical field so wherever they went like they were gonna do the same type of job So they were really confused. Like, what do you mean you're not going to be happy? Like, it's a job. It's paying the bills. It gets you up out of my house. So, like, I'm not (laughs) seeing why you're (laughs) you're saying no. And I think especially with this new generation of us worrying about or being more aware of our mental health, our emotional health, um, and just have a better understanding of our, I don't know, like our mentality towards life if that's the right phrase, uh, I knew that I would want to be happy. Like working isn't 
you know, going to make you happy, uh, like working nine to five, like that's not, you know, the best way to live your life. But I knew I didn't want to just hate my job or I was like deeply unsatisfied. So even in the midst of finding a job that fulfilled all the baseline criteria, it was also something like, do I find joy and do I find a purpose in the outcome of my work? was also something that I was combating because I found myself even kind of like compromising that. I was like, okay, well, maybe instead of staying two years at the job, you'll just stay a year. So it's like, I was essentially telling myself I'm willing to be unhappy for a year just to say I have a job. And um, I think that's something that I would say is important. Now, I, I wouldn't like recommend that to people like, oh, if you're going to be unhappy, just take the job so you have a job. If you are in a position to where you can like prolong that job search for a week, two weeks, a month, three months, like I was definitely uh, fortunate enough to be able to just keep up looking. But if you are, like, I definitely think that that would be worthwhile because you don't want to think if you go into a job thinking oh I don't think I'll like this but it's a job once you start working the Monday nine to five it's gonna be even worse like you're gonna be like I need to just get up out of here you're not gonna enjoy it you're not gonna want to enjoy it because you already went in with that mentality so um yeah I just think there were so many compromises along the way and it was only until I was like, no, Lauren, like these are the requirements that you want from a job. This is the experience you want to gain. This is how much you want to make. Like, let's be honest. Like, um, I think once I was steadfast on those, that's when I really like put my head to the grind and was fortunate enough to find a job eventually. Yeah. And one thing that you mentioned that I think is so important is just the influence that your parents had on your decision, right? <laughs> and on the process. Because <laughs> I think that, you know, everyone has their own, you know, loved ones in their life, whichever, you know, whichever relationship they may be. Mm-hmm. And we believe that they want the best for us, right? You know, we, we, we have that notion of like, okay, you know, even though they may be hard on us, or maybe, you know, they ask a whole bunch of questions, or maybe they, you know, tell us what to do. Right. We, I feel like, you know, at least majority of people have that person in their life that is just like, okay, you know, yeah, like I'm annoyed, but also I know that they care about me, but it also doesn't make this any less annoying, right? right? <laughs> like, because I know for me, no, because I know for me, I've never, like, my mom, she was definitely always uh, really supportive, always really supportive of just me and really. Uh, just figuring out what I wanted to do, right? But there was also that practicality aspect of it, right? right. You know, because she's like, look, you know, like, especially for me, you know, like, being a male and also being, like, a Black male, there was just this idea, you know, of that, like, one day I'm going to have a family, right? I'm going to have to take care of the family, but also, you know, as a Black male, you know, I may not be able to get as many opportunities at my feet as other people right. you know yeah and so that was definitely something where we had a lot of conversations about because you know for me i you know i went into a service field and service field don't necessarily make a lot of money right <laughs> so I think, so it's like 
we had that conversation a lot and she's just like you know like when i told her how much i was making and she just was like are you, <laughs> you sure, sure? About this? <laughs> like she's like are you sure she's uh, she's like all right don't you you don't want to do this 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 that or whatever um uh, and i just was like no mom i want to do this <laughs> so yeah that was definitely and i just i feel like a lot of people have that have to have that conversation with those people that you know that they value their opinions a lot yeah. and a lot of people you know sometimes you just really don't know how to navigate those conversations either you know yeah it was very it was very difficult to navigate it because on a surface level it makes sense like oh you're just going to choose a job with less money or oh you're just going to choose a job that moves you further away and when you try to explain why you're not doing it you do get a few looks of like i'm i don't understand like can you please explain this to me <laughs> especially when your justification is something intangible like happiness or mental well-being like some i think older generations like don't not i don't want to say they don't take that into consideration but they're like okay but you can get happy like if you take the job with more money, like you can, you can make yourself happy. And so, yeah, I would just say like on a surface level, it, it was a hard conversation to have because my reasoning doesn't make like baseline sense. Like it just didn't. I was like, no, I want to move to a place that has a higher cost of living. I want to work in a field that um, has little to no personal reward or like personal recognition or even me like I literally work at a startup but my dad was like Lauren you know most startups fail right and I was like yep uh but I want to <laughs> work there <laughs> so yeah I think the hardest thing even with the rejections like doing the cover letters and resumes and all these type of interview questions was just convincing the people that I cared most in my life that Although this is something that I've never done before, I do know what I'm doing. And I know it was hard in, at first to convince myself, even myself, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, Lauren, you know what you want out of this next phase in your life. But once you can convince yourself that you know what you want, it'll be like 10 times easier to convince other people around it. Or even if they're still not convinced, they'll see the confidence in you the same way my parents saw the confidence in me your mom saw the confidence in you that this is what you want to do they have no choice but to be like all right like i trust you i love you i got you um like you know you got to live your life so i think that is definitely important is knowing what you want to do and making sure that you can justify it to yourself before you have to justify it to other people you're right because it's and it's and like you said it's I feel like it's such a generational thing, you know? And like, I feel like I went into college and I just was like, okay, there are certain fields, mm -hmm. right? Or there's certain, not even certain fields. I wouldn't even say fields. Like there are certain careers. Like you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be a teacher. <laughs> you can be a then, businessman. That's about it. Exactly. Literally, literally that was it. And going to, you know, going to college and, being around people that did a whole bunch of different things, a whole bunch of different majors, a whole bunch of different aspirations really opened my eyes to like, wow, you know, especially just, you know, just thinking about like healthcare, right? It's like, look, you know, 
if you want to be a doctor, that's great. But you don't have to just be a doctor or a nurse. There's literally so oh <laughs> many different, <laughs> so many different, uh, yeah, so many different, like, just things you could do, right. you know, like, so and same thing goes for education, same things go for politics, same things go for, goes for business. And, but I just feel like the older generations just had this idea of like, okay, you know, like you said, money equals happiness. So it's like, once I get something that I know is uh, dependable or like reliable, right. right? I'm, I'm stick with this. And that's going to be what I die doing. <laughs> you Essentially. know, or, or, <laughs> Like I, I retire from, working this job because I have a job like a rep, a reputable profession and things like that. Yeah, no, I think that's, that was the biggest hump. And I think, uh, is it our age? I don't, I don't know if we classify ourselves as millennials. I classify myself as millennial because I'm not part of this TikTok <laughs> Gen Z. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say late stage millennial. I think we are in a generation of putting other things besides money as a top priority when looking for a job. And it's just something that people weren't used to and they're not. And, um, and I mean, not everyone's parent has come from, comes from, uh, not, not, I don't want to say poverty. I don't know, just like a lower socioeconomic, but I know for my parents, they were both first generation college grads. So to them, they got the first job, the first opportunity they could get. Some of my mom got her first job while she was in college. My dad picked his first one right out because they knew I had to send money back to mom. I have to help out, you know, with my brothers and sisters. I have to help the rest of my family. So to them, the money wasn't necessarily a selfish means. It was more of uh, getting other people in their life to where they needed to be to maintain themselves, to grow or to even just get by. So I fully understood why my parents were like, you got to go somewhere where the money is. And while I am fortunate enough to not have had to have money be the focal point of drive, like my drive in school or why I chose my major, it is something like, okay, Lauren, like, are you going to take the unpaid internship just because you can, or are you going to you know, do a, or have a position that pays you, but you might not like it. Um, yeah. So I, I do think I, let me reverse. Um, <laughs> like I do think uh, I had to also take into consideration their upbringing and their perspective more than just them trying to tell me what to do. I think theirs also came from a real place of this being a very good thought process for when they were growing up and how they started their post-grad journey. And I'm very appreciative, appreciative of, that is a hard phrase to say, appreciative of. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, you know, due to their struggles and like their trials and tribulations and things that they overcome, I was able to put myself in a place where I was I could put less tangible things as a priority because that's what I know would make me happy, which would make those around me happier. And, you know, just like thinking about it. Yeah. And that's, 
and that's really and that's also just so so much of a privilege in itself because like you said like you know your parents were like first generation college students right so you know so they're in their minds it's like all right i'm doing all this work i'm doing all these things so that my children um won't have to you know jump through the same hoops right and but there are so many people who you know have graduated and are graduating that are in that same place right you know it's just like look i i it's, it's a struggle of like, okay, you know, I, I'm in this generation or I'm in this time period. I'm in this, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And the idea is that, you know, I want to be happy, but it's also like, look, I was allotted the opportunity to get a college education mm-hmm. and my duty, or I feel like my self-proclaimed duty is to make sure that my family right. is right. You know, like we're, that you know my 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 parents are good or my grandparents are good or any other people that you take care of because I feel like um it's like the first co- I mean the first gen um college experience is definitely one where it's just like look you know it's a brand new world to so many people and they just have so much riding right. on it right you know there's not really the idea of like okay I have a fallback plan so it's just like look I'm graduated I got to figure out something where I know I'm going to get money because I know that, you know, there may not be those same things there to help me right. if I fall, you know, and they may have those same support systems there. And that, I think that's such an important thing to always, you know, always, like everyone should just always remember, you know, that there's, we go into these situations and like you said, we just all have our different perceptions of the world and like how we see the world and that's how we, you know, that's how we right. navigate. And I, to like bring it full circle, I think that's why it was so shocking that the job search was hard because you're always told whether you're first generation or you're third, fourth generation college, like having a college degree means you get a job or like all these jobs out there right. require a college degree. And then when you start applying, you're like, I'm not getting a job. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> now you're, you almost feel like, did I waste my time? Did I, like, was this for nothing? <laughs> like, and did I choose the wrong field? Because there are, I will say there are certain majors and schools, depending on the type of school you go to, that it's pretty much guaranteed. And to see those people, not that they don't deserve it or anything, but to see like, man, what if I had chosen another major and they had an internship one year that turned into a full-time offer the next year and they're getting promoted the year after that, right? Like you you almost started to second guess your, your initial intentions behind going into whatever field or major that you wanted to because it's really hard for you, <laughs> but it seems like it's really easy for other people. And I even used to tell myself that, like we both went to the University of Virginia and I used to tell myself like right after I graduated my biggest regret or like if I had to do this over the first thing I would do is go to the comm school like (laughs) I was just like I don't even know what I would want to do if I would like what I did but I know that I would have been able to put myself in a better position to get an internship and then get a job because it seems like everyone who went to the comm school got an internship that turned to a job and then (laughs) I had to like (laughs) think about it it's like but Lauren one, you're not good at math. So like, how are you going to do that? But also like, even if you were like good at math, 
like, would you have liked working in that field? And I can honestly say I, I wouldn't. I have friends who work in finance or in that sector. And when they describe their day to me, it sounds fun to them. But I'm like, yeah, no, I feel like after three months, I'd be like, what's new? What else is out there? So I think all of the struggle, I, I guess that's the word, struggle I went through to find a job with my major, even though at the time it seems like, oh, there definitely was an easier way for me to get a job. It wasn't about having a job. It's never about just getting a job. It's always about doing something with purpose in life. And so, yeah, I would have had a job and maybe a Forbes top 50 company. I don't even know how they <laughs> describe it. But it's like now, Lauren, like you're working for a healthcare startup that could potentially be like a driving force in distributing the vaccine in the DMV area, right? Like to me, with my public health and bioethics studies, like that's why I'm, I love what I do. Even though it took me so long to get here, I'm like, that's going to be so cool, right? Not even worried about personal name recognition that in the midst of this panoramic, <laughs> sorry, in the midst of this <laughs> pandemic, I was able to help other people get healthy and get safe and return to some semblance of normalcy through healthcare. And that honestly means it makes like all the the worrying, the crying, the the yelling, the resubmitting, the resumes. It makes it all worth it because not only do I have, a, I'm fortunate enough to have a job in these uncertain times, but what I'm doing is not for my own personal gain. It's for everyone else. I'm able to use the mm. knowledge that um, I gained while in school. So it's just all like, yes, Lauren, like it almost seems like to, not to sound cliche, like this is what I was meant to do. This was the space I was meant to be in. Um, so yeah, I would, if I had to give another piece of advice, is like never regret what you decided on because everyone has a gut instinct. And even if it seems like it's wrong and you're like, whoa, I really, I like fudge the pooch on this one. Like something will <laughs> click and then you'll be like, this is, this is why I chose that. Or this is why I dropped that class and chose another one. Or this is why I did X, Y, Z. Like it will click eventually, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, or even if it's 10 years, you'll be like, ah, like, this is why I did what I did. And I'm happy and confident in my decision. And I think like that's the best feeling to get, especially like right after college when you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm out here in the world. Like when that feeling hits, you're like, this is why I'm out in the world. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I do want to go back for a second, though, to just preface a little bit um, when we were talking about uh, just the idea that, you know, like the com, like say the comm school at UVA, which you know um, is the business school at UVA. You know, there's this there's this perception that you know you get into the comm school, like you get a job, like automatically, right? You know, like, and we want to make sure you know we acknowledge that that is yeah, not, it's not always um, the case. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's exactly that's not always the case. But I think it's you know not only with that particular major, but just in general, it's that notion of like, look, I'm doing this and looking from the outside. Um, looking from the outside in, it's just like, okay, this is, this is what it looks like. You know, like this, this, this is my perception. So this is what I'm telling myself. I'm telling myself that I am not on the same level because I only see, uh, 
you know, see the successes, right? And that's definitely something where a lot of people, you know, it's human right. nature to do that, right? But like I said, I do want, I just don't, I just wanted to go back and, you know, just make, you know, this, this, the process is oh, easy not, for anybody. They, they do um, harder work. I, I don't want to compare. I feel like that's bad, like you said, looking on the outside in. But to me, Lauren, they they do harder work, which makes sense why they have the opportunities that they get because I couldn't even do some of their baseline class work. So I'm very proud of everyone that um, that I know and that I don't know that go to like one of the rigorous like undergrad schools and they're able to come out with, you know, a next step that seems kind of like surefire, like it's it comes across as how is it envious it comes across as envious but it, i do have to take some a step back and be like you know what but they've done the work like they they do what they mm-hmm. need to do i cannot do that <laughs> you've done it like in this and, it's, and that's okay. a, you know and it's everything body you know everything is for everybody because they can look the same thing about you know the same thing about you like i know for a fact me you know like Global public health, that's I would not know the, <laughs> I, I would not know the first step in anything pertaining to that, right? So it's like, you know, it's right. different structure, different folks type of thing. Um but yeah, no, it's definitely definitely been such an amazing conversation. Um really thank you. I just wanted to thank you so much for uh just sharing, you know, just sharing some notions and sharing some knowledge and some like tips and just letting people know that you know it's we're not in this you're never alone alone. you know we're in together right and everyone's really everyone's going through this right like in every at some at some at some level at some point everyone transition and make a decision and so it's like depending on what that decision is no matter you know if you know, immediately after college or, you know, you take a gap and do, you know, either go to grad school or do something else or go abroad or whatever, whatever that you do, you know, the sad truth is all of us yeah. have to make money. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in a society where we have to make money <laughs> to survive. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're always, you know, just thinking about um, those different and I things. Think this, so, and- like this that mindset the mindset of being confident in your decisions doesn't necessarily have to apply to like a fortune 500 company like it could literally apply to those wanting to get a part-time job at target right like if you're like you know what right now Mm. i'm gonna keep going for whatever i want to or maybe circumstance in my life like i can't work a full-time job like you just need to be okay I'm going to submit this application. I'm going to prep for this interview. And even if you're like, I'm not putting all that effort towards a part-time job, like, no, you should still be confident and fully prepared for whatever that job is. Because like you said, like, we all need money and it's, somebody's going to give it to you. <laughs> so, but it's the mindset <laughs> and the mentality and the, the, the way you carry yourself that could get you any job in the world, no matter what field, what time, what salary. Like, if you walk in there, like, I am the person for this job, they will see that. And then you got it. Yeah. And so, well, one of the things I wanted to do every time, you know, I had a podcast and I had a guest, 
you know those lists of icebreaker questions that you see floating yeah. around on like social media and stuff like that. You know, I'll, like instead of texting people like "What you doing?" like <laughs> ask them, you know, <laughs> something like right. left field, right? And so it, I don't think it's that left field. But my question for you is, if you could travel to any place in the world, you know, thinking out of, you know, right. we're not in a <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> um, you know, just any place in the world. Uh, where would you go? Hmm. Okay, is this like for like leisure or okay? Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a, okay, it's a I definitely want to do like a European tour because Europe has mm. some really beautiful places like in Greece and Italy, but there's also like a lot of history. And I would just really like to see like the Colosseum and like the Pantheon and the Parthenon. Like, I would like to see that stuff, like, in person and be like, wow, like, however many hundreds of years ago, like, people were here and now I'm here. It would it would definitely be, like, an existential crisis type thing to, like, be in that environment. <laughs> but I feel like Europe would encompass everything from, like, chilling by the beach to recognizing your time in the universe. <laughs> Like, it would just encompass everything. And it would be really cool. And the food seems great over there, too. So, yeah. I think Europe is the way to go. It would take everything. Like, what, just one month, though. Because I ain't got money. We talked about it. I ain't got money yeah. any longer. <laughs> yeah. And it's cheap, but it's also cheap. It's also cheaper to travel within Europe. Um, As I've heard, I have not been. Oh, really? Like, once um, I'm I've in heard. Europe, so... I get to go. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit cheaper, you know, to hop, you know, to hop around than it is in the U.S. Um, well, when this I've is heard, over, um, you know, no <laughs> one can cite my sources. Um, but I guess for me, I would always say that my dream destination Ooh, would be yeah. Dubai, and hundred um, <laughs> percent, literally just like stereotypes. I feel like as far as you know, just feeling like it's just sleek or, you know, like the people, you know, drive like fast right. cars and do all these things. And like, I don't know. I just, it's literally like, it's literally the very, you know, I'm sure that it's, you know, it may be like that. It may not be like that, but the image that it's portrayed is just kind of like, okay, I you know, like this it. is a place where, <laughs> you know, exactly, you know, like you see the Emirates planes, like those, like those planes, I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're Isn't Dubai whole, the place like, where their on... airport has like a waterfall in it? I feel like that I is. If so, surprised. I'm going to add that as a, <laughs> a top two. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, but again, thank you. thank you, Lauren, again, so, so much for taking time out to come to my you know little podcast <laughs> as i'm trying to you know take it to i'm so proud of you the next this level. was great happy to join anytime i love to talk so whatever the next topic is i'm here for it <laughs> same 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 all right everyone uh this has been another episode of confessions of a college grad as you know like subscribe uh, leave comments, uh, please. You know, my whole idea for this podcast is to just bring relatable content, but also it's a personal journey for me and just with public speaking and just like being more confident within myself and 
um, how I speak. So please like as much feedback as you can give me. I would love it. Um, And so, yeah, so I will see you guys next episode.